0: Tiger Woods is back, and we actually talk hockey for the first time in show history. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. So this is definitely one of the most fun times of the year for sports because we got so much going on. The NBA playoffs have started. We're going to find out more that we actually care now that the NHL playoffs have started, but we'll get to that here in a minute. But we did also get to have a little weekend in Augusta. And I know not everybody's a big golf fan out there. From us trying to track it throughout the weekend, we found out that there's people who really were pulling for somebody and then people who just hate the sport entirely and don't know why you watch it unless you're just trying to fall asleep. But I will say I watched the final two rounds of the Masters, I thought it was fantastic. It makes me want to watch golf. Tiger is back.
1: Back with a roar. I tell you what, that crowd on Sunday, it's almost weird to see, and when you look on social media, people rooting against other golfers because they're so in favor of Tiger Woods. Typically, you root for your guy, and that's it. And you got comments on there about being happy that Molinari was falling apart, and Maybe Fiena will put his ankle on wrong again.
0: Now, that was, did Molinari fall apart because of the Tiger effect? Was that back?
1: In my opinion, it was because there was a lot more pressure on that Sunday than there has been in the past couple of years where Tiger is playing. He had two bogeys in the first 54 holes, and what would he have? Two doubles and four total bogeys on Sunday? And speaking of that, how did – Professional golfers, four out of five in a row, put it in the water on twelve.
0: I, I don't know. <laughs> it's the Tiger effect, I guess. That's, that's all I can say. But, you know, as far as sports stories go, I don't think you can write a better script than that. And I know there's plenty of people out there who don't like Tiger because of his off-the-course, <laughs> off you know, kind of life and whatnot. But this is, you know, how, how many years since he last won a major and how many years since he last won the
1: Masters? Uh, 11 years, he won the 08 U.S. Open. He hadn't won the Masters since 2005. And you know what? We really should have seen Tiger win in the Masters coming because in 2005, last year, he won the Masters. 2005 is the last time you saw LeBron miss the playoffs and uh, Batista and Triple H, both at WrestleMania.
0: So you're right. We should have saw that coming because maybe we could have been that guy that put $86,000 000- on that, and ended up what he win? one one point two million.
1: Yeah, one and a quarter.
0: That's that's a that's a good bet. But what type of degenerate gambler are you when you got eighty six thousand dollars laying around that you no, throw down on that bet?
2: No, I did read this on Fox Sports though. How do you? They said he had so much debt, right? And they're like, he won one point two million dollars, but he put eighty five thousand dollar bet down on it. But he had a ton of debt. So how? do you put an 80-whatever-thousand-dollar bet on Tiger Woods in the Masters if you have all this debt laying around? I mean, who, who can do that? Was, I guess that's the reason why he has all this debt. He needs to read Dave Ramsey's freaking book <laughs> on how to get debt-free or something because this guy's a freaking idiot.
0: It sounds like he didn't put the bet down with a Vegas sports book. I think he might have went and saw Tony Soprano for it's that. It's crazy. Who does
2: that? I want eighty six thousand on Tiger and the Masters. Doesn't it make
0: sense though that a guy that's eighty or whatever thousands of dollars in debt would throw an eighty six thousand dollar bet down?
2: Make that make sense?
0: That does make sense. He's a degenerate gambler, and it's his only way out. It's the only hope I got. Come on, Tiger, I need you bad, baby.
2: I see, like Hollywood making a movie out of this because it's like it's like the dodgeball story. You know what I mean?
0: Is it a happy ending? Uh,
2: (laughs) it could be. It could be. But
0: regardless of, of all the degenerate gamblers out there, Tiger's back. And I know he cheated on his wife and she beat him up with golf clubs and he had a couple DUIs and all that kind of nonsense. But Tiger is still good for the sport. I think he's paid his dues. He, he's, he's back. He, he's, he's winning. And I know it's just one tournament and, and this could be it. Maybe he doesn't win another one, but. I know. I don't know what the ratings are yet for the Masters. I would love to see it, but I know that crowd sounded like anything—nothing I've never heard before at a golf event. And I was glued to the TV on a Saturday and Sunday while there was nice weather going on. So that—that's that, just insane for me to even watch golf.
2: I mean, I'll say this: I don't really follow golf. I don't really understand golf to its fullest, but all over social media, all my friends were talking about how this was in the top three best sporting events they've ever seen in their whole life that they can remember. Like, it was a big deal. And I saw that it came full circle because it went from, you know, the last time he won, he was hugging his dad, and then mm-hmm. this time he's hugging his, his son. And it, the place was going nuts. I had friends text to me and was like, Dude, are you watching Tiger? He's gonna win the Masters. I'm like, hell no, I'm watching the Braves game. Quit bothering me. They're like, you gotta turn it to channel thirteen. He's gonna win the Masters. So I'm like, all right, I'll just if you leave me alone, I'll turn it there real quick. So I did get to see him win. I get to see him hug his son, and I think it was his mom that was there with him. It it was a crazy. Like I've never seen golf like that crazy, like like that loud and obnoxious, and everybody was going nuts. It was like a concert. I was ready for it to start going like a la Happy Gilmore. It was. I'm
0: ready for the beach ball. And for him to be running around and, like, high-fiving people and for the other golfers to, you know, say, this isn't a rock concert like Shooter McGavin. But, you know, it, it was about as close as you'll get to that. And, and I I only have one other question about the, the whole weekend. The security guard that slid into Tiger Woods' ankle like he was trying to break up a double play, do you think he got fired?
1: Uh, he's probably looking for legal representation right now. <laughs>
0: He got. They fired him, right? They had to.
1: It's Augusta, not Vegas, so he probably just got fired.
0: <laughs> he might have been. He might have been from Vegas. The way that was going on. <laughs> if you do it on Sunday, it's too obvious. Take him
2: out right now. Uh-huh. I mean, do we think he uh, breaks the record? Because what is it? How many is he away now? He's got to get three more to tie it. Because he. It's been a while, right? So I mean, can he? Can he catch him?
0: Well, he has played better the past couple years, and he did seem healthy. And the fact that he was able to shake off the, the slide to the foot and, and finish the uh the, the Sunday strong. I'm not trying to be eternally optimistic, but I'm gonna say Tiger's back. I, I think he's got a chance. I
2: mean, I'll say this though. Back in the uh what was it, nineties, early nineties, mid nineties, I don't know when he when he first came onto the scene and he was winning all those late nineties. It was crazy because it was like a foregone conclusion that he was gonna break every record known to man and then that shows you how far he's fell. It makes the story that much more compelling because he has came back from all the bad decisions and bad mistakes that he's made to come back and show that he still can be the guy. Now, can he continue? It's the question. So we talk a lot about baseball contracts. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you how much the guy he is.
0: Do you know what his net
2: worth is? No idea. You want to take a guess? Uh, $1.2 billion.
0: No, that's, that's high. I, I think it probably was that until he got divorced. Yeah, that's
2: what I'm saying. So, she got
0: half. Yeah, 870 is where he is. He been. would
2: have been, bill- been over a billion. Yeah,
0: that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's Te- outstanding. Teach your kids to play golf like Earl Woods did. Full disclosure we have been ripped on for the past week or so because the NHL playoffs have been underway. I don't know anything about hockey. Mr. Brown, do you know anything about hockey? I don't even know the rules. You don't even know the rules? Do you no. know,
2: could you name all the teams if you had to? I know. that One of the rules is icing, though, I think
0: Icing. You yeah. only know that from the Nintendo game back in the day. <laughs> you're right. I know that much. You're right. It was always <laughs> two fat guys uh, and, and two little guys. That was how you won. Uh, Biggie, uh, you're Canadian. You know a little bit about hockey, right?
1: Hockey beards. That's the best, That's it. best That's thing it. to go.
0: Uh, once wow. again, your contributions to the program are phenomenal, and because of that, we've had to go outside the box, and we went and we got a hockey insider. Breckle the Bonehammer joins the We Don't Know Sports podcast. Bonehammer, how you doing, brother?
3: Oh, not too bad. Not too bad.
0: So is it true that you're also Canadian like our friend
3: Biggie? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I live in North Dakota. All right,
0: so that's <laughs> like South Canada. I mean, that. I mean, what's the difference?
3: Not a whole lot, we do not say eight I'm, I'm
0: glad we got that out of the way So, because we haven't devoted a lot of time to to hockey And we typically always go over time anyway Whenever we decide to go on these, on these shows And last show I had to edit out three hours of material So for the sake of time, we're going to put you on the spot And you get a, a two-minute drill Where you get to tell us everything you want to about hockey right now And if it doesn't suck, we'll keep it on the show if it does suck, I'm just going to give you the Jim Rohn manual buzzer here shortly. Or uh, we'll, we'll congratulate you on the awesome contribution once you're done, and we'll look forward to having you on again. So uh, do you think you can handle it?
3: All right. Yeah, I think I can do this. All
0: right. The green light is on. Give us what you got.
3: All right. Well, being a uh, diehard Pens fan and watching them get it was absolute misery that was just pitiful hockey but congrats to the islanders for winning the series i mean they played great just suffocating defense robert all a story i mean from him being in buffalo and being a below average goalie at best and seeing him have a 95 save percentage during that series is just amazing is that good oh uh, yeah that's really good hey real quick. usually your, your uh, starting goalie will have like 91 92 ish save percentage but um no he was absolutely phenomenal
2: hey ron and quick, uh real quick so you're yeah. a, you're a penguins fan
3: yeah absolutely
2: that's kind of an odd couple don't you think
3: yeah uh see when when i was a kid uh the minnesota wild weren't even a team
0: okay so Wait, that was um, north stars right
3: no i was the uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was born in uh early nineties so they were oh, wow. by the time I got into hockey they were like they were they moved down to Dallas and became dallas stars and the wild weren't a thing till two thousand one and so i i became uh became a pence fan because of Mario Lemieux and his battle with cancer and watching him come back
1: All right. That's and being
3: the best player in the world, I it's just I just thought it was awesome as a kid.
2: Nice. Well, I, I think it's ironic that the only hockey meme that I found this morning because we were getting so much shit that we didn't put hockey on the, on the on the page. I found the one of the lady sweeping the Penguins. So, and I, I tagged uh, you, so, and didn't even know that yeah, you were a pen The
0: guy that we got yeah. to come on here to talk about <laughs> hockey no longer has an interest in the rest of the playoffs
3: because his team is already <laughs> out. No, no I'll, I'll still watch hockey. I love hockey.
2: So what should we look forward to now that the Penguins are out? What is some storylines that we should be watching for as the playoffs continue?
3: Well, another big storyline, another team that got swept and the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, them being swept is, uh, t- I don't even have words for it, honestly. I mean, they, they won uh, the they President's
0: were- Cup, right? No, don't
3: the uh, pres- President's Trophy, president's yes, trophy. for best record in Mr. the NHL. Bratton,
2: what is the President's Trophy? I-, I would assume that it's the Championship Trophy, maybe? No, that's the Stanley Cup, damn oh, it. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> what do you- what's the President's Trophy? Best record. It, oh. Well, no
3: one cares about yeah, best the record. Best record
2: else. in the NHL. That's like a Bobby Cox record. It don't mean shit. <laughs> 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 Didn't
1: they win the most regular season games in the history of the NHL? They, yeah, they
3: tied it. They tied the record for it, and then wow. couldn't even win one playoff game.
1: That's like monumental
3: collapse.
2: You, you get swept.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, by Columbus, oh. who Columbus that was their very first uh, playoff series win as a franchise, and that's what a hell of a way to do it.
2: They're the Blue Jackets. I knew that. Okay, knew that one. All right. So, who, who, who are you looking at as the favorite for each conference? Right now,
3: out in the West, I gotta go with Vegas. I absolutely love watching this team play. Vegas is—they're just a fun team. Uh, watching that that line of Pacheretti, uh, uh, Stastny, um, they're just wow. They're phenomenal. I tell
0: you what's phenomenal <laughs> is their pregame shows. Those are phenomenal.
3: <laughs> it is Vegas, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: that's- what about the East?
3: Much as it, it, I don't mean, uh, it kills me to say this, but I think the Capitals got to be the favorite. So we're a, that's a rematch from last year, then, right? Yeah, I didn't. I think that'd be a lot of fun to watch. Or another team I could see is whoever wins a series of Toronto and Boston. And I'm, I believe Boston just pulled out the wind, even up the series at 2 2. So that's, that's, I think that is probably the best series to watch right now is Toronto and Boston. There, that's that's a fun series to watch. It's pretty nasty.
2: We did get some Boston Bruin uh, love on our page. Was like you know wanting us to root them on. You know we we
0: did get some Boston strong comments and some Bruins fans. And you know we admitted that we don't know anything about hockey, but you know what? I I have some family from New England, so I'll support the Bruins. I'm good with that.
1: They still got Bobby Orr, I
0: guess. (laughs) Bobby Orr all the way. All right, so I'll tell you what, it was it was uh first time jitters. It's all good. We'll bring you back next week if 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 you'll have us.
3: <laughs> if, if you're willing to have me, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: All right. Any parting words? Any any bold it?
3: predictions, any any uh inflammatory statements you want to leave us with? I d I don't know. I I would love to see a, a repeat in the Stanley Cup of Washington and Vegas. I just think that'd be that'd be a hell of a Stanley Cup.
2: Well, I guess seven. Do they play well, they seven. They got to get there first. Yes, they play seven. Yeah.
0: I
3: right, just make it sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's seven. Yep. All right. Last question I got not- before we let you go Are, are the winners sure. that bad or is Biggie just full of crap?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't ask him, man. He's never experienced any good weather in his life.
3: It, the weather, weather here is not all that bad if you're from here, <laughs> honestly. <laughs>
2: Oh, oh <laughs> somebody's a pretty <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> uh, all
3: right,
0: hammer, we appreciate you, brother.
3: All right, thanks, man. Have a good one.
0: Well, the NBA playoffs are already in full swing, and we did talk about it last week, but due to drunkenness and for the sake of time, we had to cut some of it out of the show. But... The big thing I just want to hear from you guys is, you know, you've got the advantage of already being, you know, a couple games in. So, you know, revisionist history might still be in effect here. Who are your favorites? Who do you like? What matchups are you looking forward to see? And ultimately, who's hoisting the uh, Larry O'Brien trophy here at the end of the season?
1: Well, the one matchup out West that I was excited is to see uh, the Spurs and Denver Nuggets. I feel like the Spurs are going to take that series. That was my... Western Conference upset special for a war to be one. I felt like uh Denver is kinda like young Toronto, good regular season get in the playoffs and a little bit underperform. Um in the Eastern Conference er...
2: Hey, before you go to the East there, real quick, real quick. I agree with you on Denver. I feel like they're the team that like they have a really good regular season record, but like no one takes them seriously. 'Cause they're not battle tested at all. And I just feel like absolutely they could lose to a seven seed with no problem. And I wouldn't even bat an eye if that happened. I'm well, just that's me and you talking.
0: And if there's a seven seed that, that you would probably have your eye on to do well,
2: it has to be San Antonio, right? That's a scary seven seed coming <laughs> at you. San Antonio. I Man, mean, what's up with that?
0: I mean they for a while they looked like they were gonna land in the eighth spot, but then they, they ended up sliding up there to seven and and you know, I, I think that's for good fortune because there's a there's a strong possibility we get at least two series from Greg Popovich, which right. is always fun. But but you're right about Denver. They're they're a great regular season team. You get them in a series, they're going to struggle. They don't have that go to score, you Not know that, really. that that playoff teams need that you got to have
2: when you got to have a a bucket in crunch time. But. But, you know, but I, they split. They split in they, Denver. They did. So I mean, it's going back to San Antonio. They stole a game, so it's very well within the reach.
1: I mean, and that's, well, that's they should have had the first two. They blew a big lead into the third quarter in that second game. The one I've guy, one guy Denver has in their team that can hot from perimeter. That old uh, Kentucky boy, what's his name, Jamal Murray? Yeah, he just he caught fire, twenty one in a fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Otherwise, it's too old well going back to San Antonio.
0: Was that the record comeback game?
1: No, uh, wasn't there a 31-point or 3-to-1? Oh,
0: wait, that was the
2: Clippers, wasn't it?
0: Oh, absolutely. You're oh. jumping ahead. <laughs> well, I'm not jumping ahead. We're still talking about the West. I, I mean, I don't think anybody thinks the Clippers are beating the Warriors, but
2: let's stay out West for a second. Then. Let's talk about that. I
0: mean, so, you know, you got some interesting things happening with uh, Golden State. You know, Boogie's out for the rest of the playoffs. DeMarcus Cousins, torn quad. Poor guy just can't stay healthy. He's like the Kevin Nash of uh, the NBA. But, you, you have a Warrior team that has kind of flirted with, you know, beating themselves all year. And, you know, they, they they have the talent to beat everybody and anybody. But the thing is, they just don't have it as, as locked down as they normally do in the past. And I don't think that the Clippers are going to be good enough to beat them. But if you're another team, if you're looking at – if you're the Rockets and you might get them in the second round, you're hoping the
2: Clippers drag this out as long as possible. I mean – they they got cousins. Just kind of with the icing on the cake kind of thing. Right. So like them losing cousins, I'm not so worried about that per se because like they were good without it. it. That was just extra, yeah, right? right? But I actually think they might be better without cousins because there's just too many stars. But they just don't seem like the same juggler not team like you know in the playoffs as they did in the year's past. So I feel like Houston very well could have a shot at them. Among other teams. I'm not saying it might even be Houston, but I don't think Golden State's invincible like everyone thinks they are. Well, let me ask you this. Is this year's Houston team better than last year's? Depends on Chris Paul.
0: I mean, just as of now.
2: I would say yes, if he stays healthy. And, and the Warriors team this year looks worse than last year. I mean, but it's the, it's the same. I mean, but they're not playing the same. I mean, because they don't... Like I said, Boogie Cousins was extra. They're pretty much the same team without Boogie. So can they get it put back together that quick and get their chemistry back? I still think they'd push Houston to seven games even, you know, right now. I mean,
0: I mean, you got to remember, Houston pushed them to seven games last year, and if not for
2: Chris Paul getting hurt, who knows how that goes. Exactly. I think it'll be a long series regardless.
0: I mean, what it comes down to, I, I think if you're Houston, at least you're getting them in the first round, not like in the Western Conference Finals because – James Harden's got a lot of mileage on those tires so far this year. I mean, he has been playing a lot of minutes. He has been carrying that workload all year. You know, this is what happens every time when they get to the playoffs. There's no
2: signs of letting down. That's what he trains for. He's not going to slow down. He's been going out for the whole season. This guy is a machine, a scoring machine. Of course, he don't play defense. He rests on the other side. But. He's used to scoring. He's going to keep scoring. I don't think it, a few uh, extra like weeks of playoff time or a month is going to slow him down. I think he's going to keep going.
1: I think that uh, the only thing the Rockets really have to worry about making their run is whether or not Chris Paul's hamstring holds up. I agree. James Harden's going to put up points. And Think about it like this. Uh, he could play less defense. Not much less, but he could still play less defense. So If he needs to take a little bit of break in the playoffs, that's fine. He'll get some rest on the defensive end. Harden's going to put up 35 or 40 at night. He's going to do whatever he has to on that end. For me, the Rockets go as far as Chris Paul's hamstring carries them. I and with the way that the Warriors have been rolling, you know, being up 31 and maybe the league gets down to four or six and you finish them off late to completely blow that at home, I just wonder how invested they are mentally. You know, would be their fifth straight trip to the finals if they were to make it this year, four titles. Are they kind of just a little bit burnt out, ready for a break?
0: Well, it's, it's foreshadowing of one of two things, because it rather is showing that the Warriors don't have it together and they're going to continue to
1: struggle, or the Clippers just awaken the sleeping giant. What Steve Kerr said afterwards really struck me. He said they quit playing mentally in the third quarter. Mentally, the game was over for them. And that's what gets me, is what you said. Is this a wake-up call? All right, got to go blitz these guys now? Or is it just they're going through the motions at this point?
2: I mean, I love the fact that Patrick Beverly is right up in Durant's head, man. He's, ha- he's got him <laughs> messed up. And I thought for sure, as soon as they traded Tobias Harris to the Sixers, their season was over. But the Clippers keep fighting, man. They're right in the series, and they're not going away. And I think that's more of a reflection of Doc Rivers because he's got that fighting mentality. I don't think he's going to go quietly. I'm not saying they're going to win a series, but I could very well see it going six games.
0: And that's all all
2: the other teams want
0: is just for it to go six games. They don't expect the Clippers to win. But you know, I, It's hard to believe Doc Rivers is still there. I love I'm Doc. Too. I do too. But he's I'm a good coach. Saying, if there was ever a time to move on, uh, you thought it would have been this past year, but they stuck with him. And you know what? This is how a team develops, how they show some fight. You, you're playing against the the crown holders, you know, the guys who have been at the top of the mountain, and you're going to give them everything you got here in the first round. Maybe the Warriors are taking them lightly. Hey, you never know. You might be able to strike a punch and, and do some damage. So, you know, at least it's an exciting series. You know, it's not going to be a sweep or anything
2: like that. It seemed like they were folding, though, when they traded uh, Harris. But, like, they're still in it. I mean, like, it's like they sent that message to their fans that, like, we're kind of sellers. And they're like, no, we're not. Doc's like, hell no, we're not. We're going to play the Warriors and we're going to play them tough. Hey, and you know what?
1: Well, LA. They gonna had an out. interview.
0: LA is going to be all out in support to, to root for their Clippers because they got nobody else to root for right now. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Any, any other Western Conference matchups that, that you're interested in right now? I mean, it's just Trailblazers cool. and
2: Thunder, right? Yeah, there's only one left.
0: I mean, only one that anybody cares about. I don't think too many people are
1: invested in Rockets and Jazz. Although, I do want to see what happens when the series goes to Utah. How do those fans play it? You know, under the limelight, daylights, playoff. How many people are going to be on social (laughs) media? They're going
2: to show themselves. That's what's going to happen. No, but like, I got to go back to the Thunder. Trailblazers, Trailblazers because Lillard and, and... Lillard and McCollum, man, they've absolutely like put on a clinic there in, uh, against the Thunder. And you had Paul George and Mr. Triple-Double himself coming into that series. And, and the Blazers are the team right there because they can shoot. And Westbrook, as shown now for the third straight playoffs, he can't shoot. And what happens when you can't shoot in the playoffs? You get exposed. And that's what's happening right now. Well,
0: and let's not like tread lightly on Portland. I mean, they won
2: 60 games.
0: I mean, they're the... They're the three seed, and I think your like casual NBA fan probably just assumes the Thunder is the higher seed here, and they're absolutely not. And I think Portland's going to win this, and, and no, no, it's not going seven games. I would be surprised if it goes six. I say five games, it's over.
2: Well, Portland's kind of like the uh, Nuggets of this year, but they've like three years invested now, and they got the playoff like experience on their side. So got,
0: now they got the star power
2: too. Yeah, but now they're battle tested, and I feel like they're ready to take the next step. But Portland's I, ready. They are. And Lillard is a guy I think in crunch
0: time you can count.
2: I'd like to see. Like, I, I Don't sleep on Portland to even say that, you know, we're going
1: up against Golden State. I mean,
2: I'm, Portland's a good team.
0: I'm not saying they're not. They I like them a lot. It's just nobody knows who they are because they're Portland.
1: Exactly. Well, they got a little bit of a bad rap or maybe a little undervalued coming into the playoffs because they would lost their last 10 playoff games over the last two-plus years coming into this year. But this team's a lot different than those. They're good top to bottom. That Uric went down, which hurts them underneath, but terrific guard play. They got uh, one of the Plumleys on their team. That's always a positive. Cantor. Enus the meanest.
2: There you go. <laughs> uh,
0: you said Enus the meanest, right? <laughs> Just making sure I don't have to edit that later. So- <laughs> uh-huh. uh, all right, so I'm I'm still, after all that being said, I still got the Warriors though. Like they are coming out of the West. Nobody else, right?
1: As long as uh not, advanced, No, not as long. Uh, like
0: just tell me who you got.
1: If they're healthy, I got the Warriors.
0: <laughs> you still threw an if in there.
1: I'm going Houston.
0: You're going Houston. I am. Not not surprising, and I can't really argue it. It's just that I've I've said all year that I think the Warriors can withstand some of this stuff and they'll still be okay because on paper there's still I mean, one of the best teams ever. But if Paul stays healthy,
2: what are they going to do? They're going
0: to win game seven. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. I, I, I'm just not jumping off the ship. I, I can't sit there and say it one week and then come back and say something else. So I'm NBA gonna-
2: Finals, a battle of two MVP candidates. You watch and see. It could be. You know,
0: Steph Curry yeah. and, and somebody else.
2: No, Giannis and the Beard.
0: All right, so going to the East – Number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks. They looked pretty impressive in their uh, first game. Uh, I know they're playing right now. I gotta check that real quick. So we're gonna we're gonna find out how they're looking through the first two games. They so we're struggling with uh, Well Detroit. what's what's funny in the East, it seemed like all they the were. a lot of the higher seeds struggled oh, wow. in the first game.
2: <laughs> they were struggling, they won by twenty one. Ah, that's all struggling. Right, up, two all right. Up. So the Bucks are up two because they good.
0: struggled to a twenty one point win. There you go. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but, but uh, you did have uh, you know, the, the Sixers. Oh, man, they, they lost their first game. Did you see the clowns on the bench with their cell phones out?
1: Yeah, I saw that. And then I heard some lame excuse afterwards about how it was something serious about a person's child, yet they were laughing it up on the bench.
0: Why do you have your phone anyway?
1: You know, I saw a meme today of Michael Jordan on his iPhone ten in 1995, so we can't really judge Amir Johnson because good. he wasn't actually active for that game.
2: Hey, if anybody would have had an iPhone 10 in '96, it'd have been MJ because I'm sure he could have paid for it and had the aliens drop it off or whatever he needed to do. <laughs> I'm telling you, time machine. You know how many people probably thought that picture was real? That's how oh stupid my God. people are today. All
0: right, yeah. so, so, who do you? What matchups do you like in the East, and and who do you think's coming out?
1: I like the Raptors that come out of the East. This is a the year they finally do it. I think just a little bit different with Kawhi Leonard in place, new head coach. They got a starting five. I really like the addition of Gazal, Sergi Baca. We'll see if Lowry shows up or not. It's Six foot Lowry, Lowry.
0: Did it worry you that they lost their first game?
1: It did just a hair, but that first game against a team new to the playoffs with some young guys, and the way that Lowry played, it kind of made me regret feeling So high on the Raptors because I was like, oh, man, this guy is such an asshole in the playoffs.
0: You've had an interesting series, you know, split so far between the Nets and the 76ers where, you know, the Nets came out, won the first game. That was the cell phone game we just talked about. But then, you know, they bounced back and what they score almost 150 points in game
1: two or something like that. It was something crazy.
0: My only thought on this, I think the Sixers are still going to the playoffs. But I mean the series, is, yes. Okay, the series, not the playoffs. I do not think that at all. They won <laughs> they <ruined> the series. <laughs>
2: but how how can you feel confident
0: with Ben Simmons being your point guard?
2: I don't like it at all. I don't. I'm not. Ball, I'm not sold on the Sixers at all. I'm telling you right now, if they make it past the first round, I'll be shocked. The, the Nets, you can't sleep on them. Russell is balling right now. He's the best thing that ever left L. A. In the last. 10 years. They should have kept him. I mean, he should be the point guard right now. He's leading the, the Nets to the promised land. That he, I'm telling you, I think next year they're going to be dangerous. But I think this year they have a chance to beat the Sixers. I can't tell you a,
1: a single player on the Nets other than D'Angelo
2: Russell. Jared Allen, man. We talked All about right, him. Right, Jared. The shot blocker. Yeah. yeah. He right. puts people on posters.
1: Ben Simmons, to me, is the East version of Russell Westbrook. What I mean is Dynamic at the point position, triple-double waiting to happen. You ain't got to guard them at 18 feet. And at the end of the game, that kills you. You can't be a perimeter player and not be able to shoot the ball. By the way, with the 76ers, they're going to win this series. What happened? Which Ninja Turtle did we decide Jimmy Butler was? Wasn't he a big max contract guy? I don't even hear his name now.
2: I think it was uh, definitely not Leonardo because he was a leader. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with, like, uh, it Dominic- Michelangelo. No, I, Michelangelo.
1: Michelangelo is the worst one. Though, Michelangelo
2: is right? the ruthless one. Like, just, like, no, like, party guy.
0: Yeah, I guess. That's that's probably more his first game. Yeah. Oh, like, I'll give you that.
2: No. But
0: he, he actually played – he was the only guy that played well for them in, in game one, even though they got murdered. But uh, I I don't know. I, they're just the, – they're like the Island of Misfit toys they're just these guys thrown together right now with, uh, you know, Embiid being hurt. How like, long is he out for? I mean, he he's playing. He just hurt. He's just hurt. So I mean, as long as he keeps playing hurt, he ain't getting healthy. I'm telling you right now, take the Sixers
2: out of these. Just take them out. You're it's, saying you're. Do you think they're not gonna make it out of the first round? Take them out. They're not a contender anymore. You got the Celtics. You got the Raptors, and you got the Bucks. That's what it's down to. Those three Sixers are out of it because they're they're just hot mess. So, so Bucks are going to sweep the Pistons, right? Absolutely, because I, mean, I told you they would. They are, and let's
0: not forget that Giannis is uh, putting up Shaq numbers. Yeah, I'm telling you, they're going to sweep to the, the finals. And, and get ready. So the the Pacers have put up a, a decent fight in two games against the Celtics, but Celtics are up two.
2: Celtics decided to show up. They, they, you
0: know, and that's what you know. Kyrie said, "Is you can't beat us in a series, so we're going to see if he's right or not." Biggie said he likes. The Raptors out of the East. He's crazy. But. You like the Bucks? Oh, absolutely. All right. I like the Bucs a lot, too. No, you can't. But, it's, but it's, don't but it's, jump on my train. It's man. not going to be the Bucks. <laughs> it's not. And, and I'll tell you <laughs> why, the,
2: the Bucks are going to lose to the Celtics. Oh, please. They are. Okay.
0: And, and, and you know, everything
2: we just got is into. Is Scalabrini coming out of that tunnel?
0: Scalabrini is. And he's going to play two minutes. Oh, you're out of control. And, and, no, it's the same stuff that you just talked about with the Nuggets. The Bucs are the same thing. They're not battle-tested. But
2: they got that guy.
0: That That's their one their one caveat is they got that guy. They have the man, the best player in the NBA. I'll say that. But they're going to get into a dogfight against the Celtics team that has been through some adversity. I think they got something to prove. And they're going to come out, and they played the Bucs really tough all year in the games that they had against each other. I just think that the Bucs are going to be that team okay. that's not ready to make that next step. The Celtics are going to beat them, but I think ultimately the Raptors will end up getting into the NBA Finals too, Mm -hmm. but not because I think they're the best team in the East. I think the Bucs are, but the Bucs just aren't going to be able to win this series against the Celtics. The Celtics are going to make that their championship and then they're going to have nothing left for the finals.
2: Oh, you're out of control.
1: Anyways, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, I know you agree. Let's hear your nonsense. Oh, that's, oh, that's where he's wrong. He's sitting here talking about the Bucs haven't been there, and they're not ready. They lost in seven games last year to the Celtics. They've looked forward to this for a year. A chance to play the Celtics in the second round, jump them, make it to the conference finals, which would be a step further than they were last year, and go through the Celtics to get to that point. Celtics Raptors, season conference finals.
0: How many years did it take LeBron to get to the NBA Finals? I don't know. 27. More, than, more than a few, right?
1: Well, you had to get past the Pistons. They went like 12 years in a right. row. How many years did it take uh, Jordan to get to the NBA Finals? Well, Six, they had to seven? start
2: No, I, I, can I stop you with your nonsense? There's no nonsense. I got to stop you. Stopped. I got to stop you. Giannis. Giannis. Sorry. Giannis. 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 Giannis freak, Greek freak. Whatever his name is he's angry okay he's physically imposing on anybody he plays it's not like Jordan it's not like LeBron because this guy's got heart and he's gonna like just make people fall to his will and he's gonna march right into the finals this year and say it's my time guys whether you like it or not
1: I hope you're right
2: No, I know I'm right I hope and you're I'm right. willing to make a side bet for either one of you who thinks I'm not right I, I hope you're right uh you know, last time I did a side bet, I did not have the desired results. I think we got to do something. If you can come up with something better between now and then, that's great. But I want a little side bet because your Celtics don't have well, a you, prayer. On, let, let
0: me get, let, let's get through the first series got, and I'll, I'll make that bet
2: with you. Oh, come
1: on. Well, 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 you got to have confidence from the start. You're sitting here giving all this. How many years did it take this game? I don't have, have confidence. I want of. the Bucks to you've win. To but I'm all telling all you all what I think, think is
0: going to happen. And I think the Celtics are going to beat the Bucs. I don't think they're the better team. I think that's going to be everything they got is to beat the Bucs. And then somebody else is going to take them out. I want to see the Bucs. I want to see the Bucs win the whole thing. I want to see Giannis beat the Warriors. And let's have a new champion crown. That is what I would like to see as a fan. I just don't think it's going to happen. Maybe I'm wrong. You say I am. But whenever it happens and the Celtics beat the Bucs in seven games, I get to say I told you so. I want to side bet. And all you get to do is say, "Ooh, I went with the number 1 seed. I'm no. so smart. I know everything."
2: I want to side bet.
0: So, jumping into Major League Baseball real quick, you got Tampa Bay, or is it just Tampa now? I think it's just Tampa. It's Tampa it? Bay. It's Tampa the Tampa Bay Rays. It's not the Devil Rays they the Devil. That's what it was. They are in sole possession of first place out there in the American League East. They're 14 and 4. You got the Indians in the center, 11 and 7. Houston, who has won now, what, 10 games in a row, Biggs? Is that right? 10 in a row. You're
1: yeah, right hot. First <laughs> place, Houston Astros.
0: I know they just got off a series with your Mariners, so I'm sorry about that. They're 12 and 5, uh, even though Mariners, they do have 13 wins, but they've lost 8. Phillies got first place in the NL East at 11 and 6. The Brewers are 12 and 7. And then the Dodgers are 12-8. and eight. So those are your first-place teams here about 20 games into the season. The only thing I, I want to say is, of all the baseball news, Chris Davis is no longer hitless. So I would like to take a little bit of credit that we discussed that ad nauseum last week. We even put out a video. And the very next day, the very next day, once he saw that, he decided to go out there and get a hit. So Chris not Davis only a hit. No.
2: He went three for five with four RBIs. He he, man. I mean,
0: just. I mean, he looked like somebody. You should give a contract to. He's like, screw you guys, I'm going home. And then he hit a home run the next day. Yeah. So, Chris Davis, you're welcome. We're glad we could help. So speaking of uh, home runs, yeah. I know the Mariners have uh, been doing all right, Biggs.
1: All I have to say about the Mariners is that we still have 13 wins, and they've hit 20 home runs in 20 games until today. Major league record, at least one home run in 20 straight games to start the season.
0: And they lost one to nothing today.
1: (laughs) Line all on a home run. I tell you what, they're still at this point, even though they just lost six straight at home, uh, 13 and eight's a better record than what I was expecting at this point. So it's building blocks.
2: I mean, you got Houston that's won 10 in a row. I feel like the best team in that division's starting to flex a little bit and. Take a little step forward. I mean, because to me, it's Houston and the rest of the pack. And uh, the fact that Seattle started off as good as they did was kind of like a, a bonus. But Houston is really the team to beat. And I think they're showing that right now.
0: I think we all picked Houston to win that division, didn't we? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they, it goes without
1: saying. Oh, I said Houston's just absolutely loaded. Studs on the, on the mound. And the guys they got in their lineup, that's a really good team.
0: Speaking of guys in lineups, we we did get to see a return in, in uh, Dodgers uh, uniform this this week. Clayton Kershaw is now back in the starting rotation and got his first win. Uh, so he actually pitched pretty decent for a guy that, according to most reports, uh, uh, what two three months ago couldn't even play catch. I mean, you know, I, I guess that was just being cautious and and them doing their due diligence to bring him back. So he's definitely not the same Kershaw of old, but. You know, I'd like to see him at least get back to to being that high-end pitcher that he was. Uh, he did uh, let uh, Yasiel Puig get a home run off of him, so that was uh, all, all good there, even though the uh, Reds did not win a single game while they were out there in La La Land. And Joey Votto popped up to first base uh, for the first time in over 6,000 at-bats. First time in his career. I don't know who keeps tracks of stats like that, but that's uh that's unique. But anyway... Not a whole lot uh, else going on uh, around baseball, as far as I know, other than uh, what we already mentioned, but I know uh, Mr. Brown and his Braves, you got a a dire straight situation going on with your bullpen down there.
2: Yeah, Viscano, I got the message today that he's out for the year. First, they were saying he was out on the 10-day injured list. That's your closer, right? Correct. And then, uh, all of a sudden, I get notification today he had shoulder surgery, and he's out for the year, so... Yesterday, the Braves were winning six to or five to two, sorry, in the sixth inning. The bullpen imploded. They gave the game away. It was a very bad game. The the Braves bullpen's a hot mess right now. And then Alex Anthopoulos was in the crowd and the and the crowd started chanting, We want Kimbrel. We want Kimbrel. And <laughs> I will say this. I had a firm belief that they would wait till June and sign him once they had no draft pick assigned to him. But if they want to continue to contend, they can't wait till June. So I feel like it's sped up the timeline. I feel like Kimbrell will now be in Atlanta for June, I think, within the next two weeks.
0: Which I'm sure that's exciting news for you. The other other question I have is, you know, since we, we kind of associated Kimbrell and another guy all off season, is there any update on Dallas Keiko
2: at all? Like, what's going on with him? I haven't heard a word on Dallas Keiko. It's like crickets out there. I mean, we need to put in like a missing persons report. There's or several teams that could take Dallas Keiko, but I'm thinking at this point, like I said with Kimbrell, wait till June, then there's no draft pick associated with it, and then there's gonna be contenders that are gonna sign Dallas Keiko.
0: I mean, I would like to think someone would be no, willing to will. give up a draft pick they for will. him, regardless. But no, people draft—they value these draft picks highly now, man. You know who it's might change the game? You know who Mike could use him? You know.
2: All of a sudden, Chris Sale's contract's not looking too good, is it? Oh, no. He's already lost four games. He lost four all last year.
0: Uh, he he is not looking sharp at all. Uh, he's uh, he Even his comments to the media, he seems pretty down on himself. The Red Sox, are they in last place?
2: Uh, if they're not last, they're close to last, but they're still struggling. The Red Sox are uh, in bad shape.
1: Yeah, they're a game beyond Baltimore. That's crazy. How much money are the Red Sox paying – Two lefties that can't throw the ball over the plate half the time, and when they do, it's like a lollipop.
2: More than Sell, they should. And,
1: uh, gotta be sixty million dollars on those two.
2: I love the fact that the Rays are leading the division. I know it's early. You have half the Yankees team on the injured list. You got the Red Sox which is just completely underperforming, but. Like I said before, I love Kevin Cash, the manager of the Rays, and I would love to see them continue and keep the pressure on the Sox and the Yankees.
0: You said last week they were the only team in that division with a winning record. That's yeah. still true. That's awesome. I love it. Fourteen <laughs> the, and four. The Yankees are eight and
2: nine. They're close, but that, that's a that's hot garbage over there right the now. The Yankees I can somewhat understand, but the Red Sox there's no explanation for. It. They're just underperforming right now.
0: Like well, you look at the A.L. West. Houston's twelve and five. Seattle's thirteen and eight. Texas nine and seven. Oakland's ten and ten. And then the Angels are eight and nine. Yeah, I mean so that's a competitive they, That's pretty good. And then you go to the other side of the country and it's it's just garbage. No, what do we got? AL Central. Well, it, it's not pretty. It, the Indians are eleven and seven at number one. Yeah, I got you. Twins, Twins eight and six. Tigers eight and nine. Seven and ten for the White so Sox. It, six and twelve for the Royals. Indians and Twins. Yeah, pretty much. And that's kind of what we thought it would be. So I mean, that, well,
1: that's a bunch of one run games. Sayin their record again? could easily be a lot better than what it is. So. Royals lost like nine one-run games so far this year. They could easily have flipped their record a little bit differently.
2: Well, the, the, the NL East has been like a competitive division. There's four teams there like we talked about. Everyone's in that race except for the Marlins. My only thing with the uh, NL Central is the Cubs. Can they jump back in it? I mean, they're only 8-9. and nine. I mean, they'll be okay. And they've had bad
0: pitching. Uh, so I mean, if, yeah. they, if, if they're eight and nine with that going on so far, I think they're they you're not hitting the panic button. Not, I agree, not yet.
2: And then you have the West, and but correct me if I'm wrong, but the Padres winning record uh, eleven and eight. I love the Pods, man. I love the fact that they let Fernando Tatis Jr. come up and didn't care about his service time. They're like, let's see what we can do. We got Machado, we got Fernando, Fernando Tatis Jr. They got a good team overall. And i love to see the Padres do some little damage in the West.
1: i like to see it as well. Two years in a row they've spent money in the offseason they got from the Royals last year, Hosmer. Right. Good team leader. Hosmer Machado bring Tatis up right away. Shows a team that wants to win as opposed to concerned how far or how long they're going to have team control.
2: I love it. Tatis. <laughs> Tatis. <laughs> Oh, Fuck. he ruined it. He ruined I, it. I can't wait
0: to see the Blue Jays pull up Vlad Guerrero Jr. <laughs> 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 uh, all
1: right,
0: let me ask you this. Who has the best and worst run differential in baseball right now?
1: Best run differential has got to be the... Tampa Bay Rays.
0: You are correct. They are a plus 47. That's crazy. That is insane. All right, who's the worst? The Marlins. The Marlins, you are correct, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Both Florida teams
2: representing in opposite directions, <laughs> baby. Uh, right,
0: so the Marlins, better or worse on the opposite end than the Rays? Like we said the Rays. Oh, I got
2: you. I'm they, saying they're worse. They are, by two. They're <laughs> negative
0: 49.
2: <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Hey, shout out to the Marlins. though. I like their uh, new catcher coming up, Alfaro. He's going to be a nice little catcher. Three home runs, six RBIs, batting around 300. So they have some nice pieces. They're just very young. And Derek Jeter, don't know what the hell he's doing, but that's another story for another day.
1: The, nice Detroit, pieces to the
2: Detroit
0: Tigers have scored less runs than that run differential the Marlins are missing. Wow. So as we approach the NFL draft, there's a couple things that happened out there in the world of football and probably the biggest story that came out is, you know, Russell Wilson had this self-imposed deadline where, you know, he's not going to go to uh, training camp and all that stuff or whatever, all the, you know, I guess the, the voluntary team activities, unless he got his deal. Well, he got his deal. He got paid. He's now the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, taking up 17% of the team's salary cap I just want to know, is it worth it? I'm not asking is he the best quarterback in the NFL, but is that what you had to do if you're the Seahawks?
1: For me, if you're the Seahawks, you had to because what else were you going to do? Let him walk over a few million dollars that he would have got somewhere else and try to start from scratch again?
0: I mean, this has kind of become like an arms race with the quarterbacks. And I, you know, I've I've always said I hate when you overpay a quarterback because you can't win. You don't have money to spend on everything else, unless you hit home runs in the draft. And I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. You know, he might be a top five quarterback in the NFL. That might be a reach. I think he's definitely top ten. But you know, now you're throwing all this money at him, and and, you know, part of the success. and, And this is you know the romantic the the romantic relationship people have with the Seahawks in the past was when they went to a couple Super Bowls and they were doing it through defense. Well, you know what? They were they were spending little money on on any big names. You know, everybody was in their early contracts. If they were spending some money, it was on some of those guys, the veterans they had on defense. But they largely built that kind of organically. And then when it fell apart was they couldn't afford to pay everybody. They had to give Russell Wilson a contract because he was on his third round deal, which isn't a very big deal at all, even if you are a quarterback. Then they had to pay him. So they lost guys like Sherman and whatnot. And then You know they kind of dipped a little bit. They got better a little bit now, but I just—what are you going to go out and do now with your with your contracts? If you're Seattle, you're locked into paying him
2: almost a quarter of what you can pay out annually. I don't know what they're going to do now because he's got that percentage of the team payroll locked in under his contract. I love Russell Wilson. He's done more with less. His offensive linemen—you know—I mean, they suck. His receivers—they've been mediocre at best. Uh, they're not very good. So he's done Sorry, more with less. One. How do you go from like the short guy who can't contribute to the highest paid NFL quarterback in the league? To me, there's something there. He's a good quarterback. Now I don't know if they're gonna be a bit built around him, but I mean Seattle almost had to do it because what else are they going to do at quarterback? And that's kind of what Biggie was saying. They hold him hostage.
0: You're in a you're in a no win situation. Exactly. You know, because if you if you don't if you lowball him or don't re sign him, you know, all he can do is, if he hits the open market some teams are gonna pay him that if not more. The
2: I mean, landscape's kinda of changing in NFL though. Once that quarterback hits that uh quarterback like contract, it's almost impossible to bid around him and Aaron Rodgers is seeing that right now. I, I mean, you have seen it there, you've seen it you know,
0: how how's Matt Stafford doing in Detroit? Oh, absolutely. And that's that's beside whether beside the point of whether or not you feel real strongly about him as a quarterback one way or the other. You know, it just it doesn't work. And, you know, part of the, the stuff that goes on with Pittsburgh is how much they pay Roethlisberger and you know them getting into contract disputes with all these other players is because they can't afford to do that stuff. You know, if you look at the teams that consistently are popping up in the playoffs and doing really well, it's the teams that draft a quarterback or have a young guy that's unproven, then they kind of catch lightning in a bottle. And they build around them. They do. Like Minnesota's not going to do anything with Kirk Cousins up there. They're paying him too much money.
1: Yeah, that's the thing with Seattle. you got to look at when they went to -to back-to-back Super Bowls, winning one of them. How many guys did they bring in that were big-name free agents from other teams? They drafted and built those teams, so they're feeling pretty confident that if they tie up this much of their cap in Russell Wilson, they can draft well enough around him to have a competitive team on the field. They've only missed the playoffs one time in his seven years as a starter there.
0: But now you're going to a Russell Wilson team, and we saw this a little bit more you know, to the, to the case last year where they have to be very dependent on offense and they don't have that legion of boom. They don't have that defense anymore. And I know it's an offensive league, but if you look around the league on the teams that have had the really good defenses, those are the ones that end up in the playoffs.
1: Russell Wilson does more with less opportunity. Having him as a fantasy football player last year, it's run, run, pass. Yet somehow that guy, he throws 20 or – look at – I don't know how many times last year he threw more than 25 passes in a game. Yet they're scoring 24, 27. He's throwing for three touchdowns. His yards are down a little bit. They really played smart offensively to allow the fact they didn't have the Legion boom on defense, what they did have on defense to be effective.
2: I mean, I I love Pete Carroll as a coach, but – once they get that contract, it makes it extremely hard to build a team around a quarterback with that caliber of a contract. So I love Pete Carroll. It's a tall order. we got to see if he can make it work. You know what I mean? I mean, what's going to happen on
0: some of these other teams out there in the league? Like, you know, what's going to happen when Mahomes has to re-up? Oh, it's going to be out of
1: control. they are talking about $45 million a year for Mahomes. I know the cap's going to keep going up, but at a certain point here, like you were just saying, the percentage of the cap that Wilson is, you just – You can't build a team. Hey, I'm the Patriots homer here, but you want to know why the Patriots win year after year? I
0: know. I've said that time and time again. It's because Brady takes less money. Now, you know, Russell Wilson's got a wife that's worth some money. You know, it's not Giselle money, but maybe he should have been a little bit more, you know, of a team player there. You know, he came out and said he wants to be a Seahawk for life. Well, I hope so because you're going to be there and 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 having all new faces every other year surrounding <sighs> you because you're not going to be able to you know keep this thing together with the same people because you're getting too much money. Have Ciara go sell another record or something.
1: Hey, she was there for him when they made the announcement coming out from underneath the covers. I don't know what that <laughs> was, but she <laughs> should reenacted by his teammates.
2: She denied that apparently. No, but hey. Get back to the Tom Brady thing. You don't see many quarterbacks today that's more worried about their legacy than their money. And and Brady, believe me, he has the money, but I got it. But, like, he's more worried about going down as the best quarterback in history, whereas these other guys are like, I want to be paid. And it makes it extremely hard for NFL cor- teams to build around – the 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 structure and the salary with the quarterbacks make what they make.
0: Like I wouldn't even be surprised if, if it if push came to shove and and they they had a hard time putting the team together the way they wanted to that Brady would be like, whatever, just give me the league minimum. I well, mean you <laughs> could see it. I mean because he he's he's done this for the past ten years where, you know, I'm okay being somewhere between number ten to twenty in, in highest paid quarterbacks. Now I mean who who's your top paid ones? I mean it's it's Russell Wilson it's Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford.
1: Because.
2: I mean, I mean, I look, I might not, yeah, it's look it's at Baltimore
0: 20- what 20- they 20- just went through with Flacco.
2: Yeah, even Derek Carr as Raiders fan, he's so overpaid. It's out of control.
1: I got one question for you guys. With the way these contracts are going, it's almost like, hey, it's your turn to get paid. Dak Prescott is not on the level of any of these oh, other guys. He's getting missed. his though. But isn't he getting twenty five million a year now? And he's a bargain at twenty five million.
0: Well, no, he's still on his rookie contract, isn't he? Yeah, he's,
1: like, well, he's not getting paid one more year. year.
0: Oh, but yeah, he's going to get. Wow, that's what. The, look,
2: regardless how you get. feel
0: about Prescott, that's what he's going to get. He's a starting quarterback that that made it to the playoffs, the Dallas Cowboys, and he's on the Dallas Cowboys. And Jerry Jones loves his man, so he's going to pay him. Because he's been through so many trials and tribulations in the past trying to find quarterbacks. He
2: ain't worth shit. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> Dak Prescott, he's not on the same level as the, any of these guys, well, in my opinion.
0: Nah, I like Dak Prescott, but he's not better than Russell Wilson. He's
2: I'm a game manager. That. He's not a game winner. There's a big difference.
0: Hey, I saw him taking that that flip at the goal line Come trying on, to man. score. That's Come a on. that's a game winner yeah, for you. There's
2: no difference. I mean, like, Wilson would absolutely destroy – freaking Prescott. I agree. I agree. Mahomes. Rivers. I can say that Prescott is okay
0: without saying that he's an elite quarterback.
2: I mean, I can name 15 quarterbacks that's better than freaking Prescott. I think
0: you can name 10.
2: No.
1: If we want to go back to the divisional playoffs last year, I remember Chad the Mark. Being all over Prescott's jock going into that game against the Rams. So don't backstep it now and say, you can say he's good, but he's not this. You like him, just admit it.
0: No, you said he was going to be the reason they lost the game, and I disagree with that. He was was not. The reason they lost the game is because McVay had all the line calls down for the Cowboys and knew they were running every play.
1: Well, good quarterbacks overcome that. Good you score more points. You're going to you tell to all your
0: offensive linemen to change your stance in the huddle. Look, they're on to us, guys. They know what you're doing no, every time up. you kick your
2: left leg back. I mean, all I'm saying is I'm not feeling comfortable building around Prescott as my franchise uh, like cornerstone.
0: Well, you're you're doing that, or you're going back to the draft.
2: I would go back to the draft.
0: Oh, see, I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't. Mean, I, mean, I mean, then you're then you're building around a a Ryan Tannehill or somebody like that again. You never know. I don't like Prescott at all. Like, do you like Sam Darnold and, uh, and and some of these guys from last year's class better?
1: Mm.
2: Well,
1: um, either. But when they brought in Cooper last year, he did look better. Cooper healthy, went and back this year, see what he contributes, Ezekiel Elliott. Like you were saying, kind of going to the draft, Jerry Jones is almost 80 years old. He doesn't want to start again. He's hoping to hold on to one Super Bowl yet here before he dies.
2: It ain't going to be with Dak. I'm telling you, Jerry. Just go ahead and croak now. <laughs> well, the, maybe maybe he'll get lucky and Dak won't command as much as
0: he thinks. But uh, And that's the truth. Are we wishing death upon Jerry Jones here? Is that what just
2: happened? I'm just trying to be honest. <laughs>
0: uh, so so outside of the quarterback discussion, I'll tell you, the one position I think you definitely don't overpay for is wide receiver. And, you know, if you've looked around the league here in the past, you know, all these teams that are spending big money on wide receivers, I, I don't see it paying off that much. And, you know, the Raiders get ready to experience that with Antonio Brown. We'll see how that goes. But the one team out there that they made a signing that I, I find pretty interesting, they didn't really overpay. They, they're taking a, a gamble on a guy who's coming off of a torn Achilles, and that's the Patriots went and got Demarius Thomas. And Biggs being the, I love the, the Patriots fan, you know, break that down
1: for us. I think it's a great signing I think he can have the same impact when healthy that Josh Gordon did last year until he got you know back on the weed and the sauce and everything else because sports <laughs> Achilles on uh Christmas or Christmas Eve last year so you're not looking for him to really be contributing to your team until maybe week seven or eight this year uh, a bigger receiver late, really oh, the the on, put him yeah. out on the edge who knows how the rules play out Josh Gordon's still in the roster as well I uh, feel like he, he ain't take, coming back. Should, Hey, for the amount of money they're paying Thomas with a guy who's got just a little something to prove, it's a good signing. It's one of those uh, low-risk, high-reward type signings that the Patriots are
0: Well, that's what they do. Good. Like, even if you go back, like, they've signed big-name receivers with guys like Josh Gordon or Randy Moss or Chad Ochocinco or whatever you want to say. But, you know, they'll they'll only take those gambles if the price is right.
1: And, hey... If it doesn't work out, it doesn't hurt him too bad in the long, long run. Last year, they took a shot on Josh Gordon that didn't give up a lot. He contributed while he was there, they still ended up winning the Super Bowl. Ocho I mean, Cinco did out so much. Brandy Moss was a home run. So
2: let me say this as a non-Patriots fan. How is it that like New England among what 32 teams? It's always the one that gets these great deals and no one else is like, hey, we should make a flyer on this guy. It's always New England getting these freaking guys and it always pans out. Like, how do all these other GMs not see this? Look, I hate New England too. It's the same exact thing that I was thinking about. How do they not see it?
0: Because this is, this is what you have is... People say, well, this is how New England always wins, right? This is their method. This Everyone else has the
2: opportunity to sign the guy.
0: Because everybody knows what they do, right? They see it and they want to emulate it, but they can't help themselves because the second that shiny free agent becomes available, what do all the teams do? They spend the stupid money. They can't be patient and the market's they out just of control. They back and watch. They do. It. And New England just keeps doing the same thing over and over again. The, the only team that's even close to that is probably Pittsburgh. The Colts could have signed him. Well, hey, hey, props to the Colts. They had a ton of cap space this year and didn't spend any of it. it That's my like. point. How is it always New England? It just is because no one else has the willpower. Oh, come on. They don't. They, why don't they? Could just you imagine? New York
2: <laughs> would love to have Thomas.
0: I'm, I'm going to give you an example, though. It is, this is why nobody has the willpower. You're a Raiders fan. Your team looked like they were completely trying to rebuild. Then they went and got a 30-yard receiver and then gave him an extension and paid him extra money. Why? Because he's Antonio Brown.
2: And we're going to Vegas,
0: baby. And we're going to Vegas, and we need him because, you know, we we don't have enough They completely changed gears, like you said. They did. I agree with you. Because what happens is those situations get up, and everybody always thinks they're the ones that can make it work. Yeah, We're the ones that can do it better. Everyone else screwed up. It's the same reason why Terrell Owens got so many jobs. You know, everyone figures they're the team that can make it work. They can fix it. It's, it's the same reason why you might
2: see Johnny Manziel no, back in the league one time day. time after time, the freaking Pats get this shiny toy that, like, no one else like got. And it's, it's so frustrating. They have two things.
0: You know, number one, they're consistent, and they're always patient, and they play it out right. The second thing is, if you're in a situation like Demarius Thomas, and you know you're coming off an injury, and... You know, you got an option to go three or four teams, and there might be a 5 to 10% difference in money between all those offers. Who are you going to?
2: You're going to go to the team that's going to reestablish your identity. Yeah, I'm going to go where I can win the Super Bowl. Exactly.
1: Absolutely. One thing either one of you said there, which you completely left out, is Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time, talent evaluator, team builder. When he makes moves, and you'll read this around the league, If the Patriots are really interested in a free agent or a guy coming up through the draft, other GMs wonder, what are we missing? What do they see that we don't? They get nervous. He's made his name, his life, his legacy off of moves like this one right here. He sees things that other people don't.
0: But at the same time, that's not entirely fair, though, because at the same time, they've they've had misses. They've made mistakes. You know, those guys, like you mentioned earlier, Randy Moss was a home run, Ocho Cinco, Ocho Cinco wasn't. I mean, they, they have that. There's draft busts they've had. You know, there's plenty of guys that they've drafted and then let go after two or three years because it didn't work out or it didn't fit their scheme. So it, it's not that. It's just their ability to recognize when it's time to cut their losses, and they're constantly just moving. It's a factory. They manufacture teams. There's no identity other than it's just this cold, dark, aesthetic thing yeah, that, where they go and they grab these people, they treat them like numbers, they put them out there, and occasionally you'll get four or five of them they are going to stick around for more than five years. But for the majority of it, it's just a revolving door, and they don't care. And the fans don't care because you got Lombardi trophies because of it.
1: I take care of them Lombardis.
2: Yeah,
0: do you? Do you? Do you? Because I don't think you guys do take care of Lombardi trophies.
1: Well, when you have so many, you take one, and you know what? It's like this one's going to be the fun one. Okay.
0: We found out why Gronk retired.
1: God bless. What's wrong with him?
0: So, if you don't know, they were they're at a Red Sox game. Biggs? is that where they were?
1: Yeah, when they uh, that's kind of the every other year tradition or yearly tradition now, where they come out with. Trophies and rings. Yeah, we rings. get a
0: Boston wins championship, so we
1: understand that.
0: So they're, they're, at a, they're in like the, the little pitching cage at you know, Radar's or whatever. And I guess, you know, Grok thought it would be cute to go up there with the Lombardi trophy and act like he was going to hit the ball. So when Edelman threw it, you know, Grock, you know, in the moment decided to lay down a bunt. like With we were the trying trophy. To, yeah, with the trophy. That's his bat. Beams off the football part of it as hard as you possibly could imagine. Probably a 65, 70 mile per hour pitch in there. And, you know, he goes running around like an idiot, so excited that he bunted the, the ball with the Lombardi trophy. And, you know, I don't think they realize. And now you look at it, there's a giant baseball dent, seams and all, right in the top of the trophy.
1: That's how Gronk will be remembered, too. Just a big meathead. And he's proud of it.
0: That's why I he retired. He's here's my prediction is once they fix the trophy and it doesn't have that, you know, big giant gash in it, he's gonna come out of retirement again. He's just gotta let this storm blow over before Belichick sees it and kills him.